0: Second quarter was 30.1, and off the back straight it's Loch and Varart Moran going for home now. Led six meters on King of Swing, the two big guns off the back a one-two. El Orlando kicks on, then came Wolfstride up to the turn though it's Loch and Varart by five meters. King of Swing is struggling. Third quarter was 26.1. It's Loch and Varart five meters. El Orlando then came battling on King of Swing. It's Loch and Varart from El Orlando is trying really hard, but it's. Lock and Varad, his name is Artie, it's time to party with Artie, and and Varad, Australia's best horse, wins arguably Australia's best race, the Hunter Cup from Delray National. What a win, Lachan Yes, that was only two starts ago, and we know he returned last weekend, and his performance, even though beaten, was full of merit, and Chris Barsby's got a special guest on Mobile Rolling. How are you, Chris?
1: I'm really well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He's the defending champion of the Ballarat Pacing Cup, which is one of the features taking place throughout Australia this weekend. It's Saturday night, race seven, Lock and Barat. As you said, Steve, he was first up since that Hunter Cup triumph when beaten narrowly and bravely behind Spirit of St. Louis, who again he meets on Saturday night in the Ballarat Pacing Cup. Tab have wasted no time. They've installed him the favourite after coming up with Barrier 2. His trainer driver is David Moran. And he joins us online this morning. David, appreciate the time.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. Uh,
1: Lock and Varart, uh, barrier two on Saturday night. Uh, that's the first hurdle that you've been able to overcome. You've come up with a really nice draw.
2: Yeah, I think it um, You know, it obviously looks really good on paper. So um, hopefully we can use it to our advantage. And, uh, and he, you know, takes a bit out of the run last week and um, can capitalise on it.
1: Let's go back to last week. Let's talk about the Shepparton Cup. that build-up to that race. What did you, what did you think driving home from the races last Saturday night? Were you pleased with the performance? Was he where you expected him to be? What was the the emotions running through the body last week after the race had been run and won?
2: Yeah, I was really happy with the run. Um, now it was probably a harder run than I really wanted him to have, but obviously you're racing at that level, you know that there's probably no easy runs. You know, looking. Looking back on it, hindsight's a great thing. I I probably would have liked to have, uh, you know, just stayed where I was and then made a move swinging into the back. I probably could have got outside Spirit of St. Louis um, pretty quick and, um, you know, perhaps had just that little bit of an easier run. But uh, when I sort of made my move three wide, uh, the leader sort of started to get pretty keen and and really started to charge. So um, that obviously quickened the speed up and and gave us a harder run than we we needed. But um, he seemed to have come through good and I was happy enough with that. So... uh, Hopefully we can progress through to this week and
0: be better again. David, was he on tired legs that last bit, little bit? He just wanted to roll out a bit, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did. Uh, he, he certainly was, no doubt about it. Um, as I said last week, you know, it's 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 quite easy to, to get them up and, and get them pretty close to the mark when they've had, you know, two, three or four months away from the races. But to have, um, you know, to have nearly 12 months away and then to do stay-in duties at the same time and really let down and, um, you know, he's a bit bigger and a bit grosser sort of horse and, than what he was. I knew it was obviously going to take, take a bit more than just just a couple of trials. You know, he had sort of two pretty easy trials and they were two and three horse fields. So he never really had that race experience and that early, um, you know, that early lead time and, and genuine quarters to be run to really, really sort of harden him right up. So um, I think that, that, that should tighten him right up, that's
1: for sure just just on the appearance uh david uh you know he he's had that 12 months off he's done some stallion duties as well you've just mentioned he looks a bit bigger physically so how much of a difference is there in Loch and Barra now compared to 12 months ago
2: yeah you know, he he's still um yeah he's still very much uh a similar horse in his um just in his nature and that but just in his just in his physique he's um he, he's just really sort of let down a little bit he is a little bit heavier um you know, naturally he, he just sort of gets to that five and six-year-old. Then bulls generally do let down a bit, so he's just a bit heavier in the body, um, and he just sort of seems like he's just going to take that, you know, that that real hard run just to to really really tighten him up. But at the same time, you know, we've got to monitor his soundness too. So uh, yeah, it's been a bit, been a bit different, and it's trickier to what it what it was it has been in the past. But um, no, that's that's about the early. the only thing. is just more more well, that he's a bit heavier now.
1: Okay, and so far with the work this week, he's he's pleasing you, and he's taken no harm from last week. Really,
2: really happy. Um, Sunday, he was uh, he was no doubt he was a little bit jaded on Sunday. Um, Monday, I was happy enough with him, but but not not you know a hundred and ten percent. But yesterday and today, I'm stoked. I'm really really happy with him. But uh, he's off his he's off his head and. Eating up and jumping out of his skin, so I'm really, really pleased.
1: Originally, the Battle Rat Cup wasn't really part of the program, but uh, you've, you've elected to go to the race on Saturday night. So, how does this race sort of fit in now? And are you surprised with the opposition that you're, you're facing this weekend?
2: Yeah, I think it's um, it, it's a great field. I think it's it's probably one of the better better country cups that. We've seen for a, for a fairly long while. It's you know such a great quality lineup. that's probably not really a horse in the race that that probably shouldn't be there or that you know isn't going to equip himself quite well. So, um, so I think it's going to be going to be
1: a um a really a really good race. Really. Were you surprised that expensive ego uh, accepted for this race?
2: I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. I um, I, I thought the original plan was. Uh, that he, he wasn't really going to come. He was going to miss. But um, Luke's obviously very pleased with him. So uh, he's going uh, to add a lot to the race. Mm. You know, he's probably, I guess, probably my main danger, you know, depending on how the race plays out and where, where each horse is situated, mm. he's, uh, he would be the main danger on paper anyway.
0: Horse, you know well, of course, you drove him in that uh, well-talked-about Inter-Dominion final. I mean, how would you compare the two, David? That would be a question that many would ask you, I suppose.
2: Yeah, it's going to be. Um, it's something I'm not 100% sure of. They haven't. They haven't really sort of met yet. But I think he's shown enough, you know, against quality horses to say that he's uh, he, he's going to be a really really nice horse. And um, you know, I'm sure if you reverse the roles, if if he was in front, uh, I'm not sure that I could sit outside him and beat him, and, and vice versa. But you know, we never know. I guess. Hopefully, we'll know Saturday night. Hopefully, it's one of us in front. Um, and then we'll sort of get a bit more of a guide there, but it's going to make for some
1: um, terrific races in the in the coming weeks and months. So how does this race play out then on Saturday night, David? Uh, the fact that you've got gate two, do you think you can lead? Do you want to be in front? How does it sort of set up? Yeah,
2: well, I, I think I can. Um, yeah, I, I think if you look at it on first face value, Max, looks like he could possibly be the early leader, um, which then, you know, I guess, I guess they would probably, if they were going to hand up, they they would probably like to to hand up to myself or or to Expensive Ego. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of them ones, you know, we've sort of got to come out good enough, but without without really burning early and and allowing Expensive Ego to get into the race without doing any work, um, if we've got to do a little bit ourselves. So there's a couple of options, you know, I think we've got to, obviously sort of got to come out to a degree and come out good enough to, to hold our position and, keep the spirit of St. Louis where he is. We don't really want too many dangers surrounding us or too close to us. Um, but then, like I said, in the same token, the same breath, you've you sort of got to be really cautious on on how much work you work you actually do. Uh, there's a lot of nice horses throughout the whole race and especially off the back row. So it's going to be, um, yeah, I think it's one of them races where you want to have three or four sets of eyes. t's
0: mm. so he's right behind yeah. you, expensive ego, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is, yeah. Mm. He's an interesting runner, Max Delight. Uh, you trialed against him only last week. He had another trial yesterday, Max Delight, but he's that William gate speed horse, so he's a key runner for several reasons.
2: Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, he's gate, gate speed's probably his best attribute. He manages to run the arm and then and then back straight off and, and really settle in running. So, um, you know, he showed in the, in the Victoria Cup that, um, you know, if you disregard him too much, he can be... A very dangerous horse, and you know I think that goes again Saturday night if he was to buzz to the front pretty quick and pretty cheaply, and then hand up to the right right horse. Um, you, you've got to be very cautious, you know. I think that's going to be the, the biggest play in that race, where horses like Max Delight and Spirit of St. Louis are. Um, you know, if you happen to lobby, I happen to lobby in front, and you have a horse like Expensive Ego outside you, and got Max Delight behind you and Spirit of St. Louis 3, Fenton 1-1, one, one, uh, you'd want to be very, very cautious on, on how you rate the
1: race. Okay. Well, looking ahead, so we've got Saturday Night Ballarat Cup and then uh, obviously he won't start until the Hunter Cup after Saturday night?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, obviously it wasn't the original plan to go to Ballarat. probably wasn't the ideal way we wanted to go about it, but the case place for the following week was... Uh, preferential barrier draw in dollars last four. So we, we practically knew where we were going to draw there. Um, and you really just don't know what's going to be there. I know you may get some of the, the big guns miss it, but you just don't know. And in that grade, there's no easy run. So, you you know, we knew straight away that you're most likely going to have to work around around the field and sit outside the leader where, Ballarat Saturday night, we gave ourselves the opportunity with the random barrier draw to, to draw one to 13. So, um, yeah, that was that why was the reason the change of plan was there.
1: Yeah. well, you've kicked a goal there coming up with a gate two. So, hunted carp, and then are you looking at the Miracle Mile?
2: Yeah, that'll be the main aim, yeah. Yeah, hunted carp and Miracle Miles are, are sort of the main target from there. We'll try and not overtax him too much. If we can get him up to speed and keep him sound and all that sort of stuff, then that'll be the main target, yeah.
0: Yeah, David, you've mentioned a few times, keep him sound. What was the actual problem that kept him out for so long?
2: Uh, so, his original issue was he, he had a... Uh, he had an absence in his front foot, which was then rectified, but then he, he later suffered a um, fractured cannon bone in the hind leg. And that's, uh, that's what kept him out for so long. So, you know, generally bone structures, once they heal, they heal pretty good and sometimes you may never hear of them again, but um, it, it is always in the back yeah. of your mind. What can
0: you do with that cannon bone injury to try and get it right?
2: Uh, no, there's, there's not a lot you can do now. It, it was just time. Um, it was just time in the paddock for him, for him to heal. Um, so that seems to have happened. So yeah, so just gotta keep our fingers crossed that everything everything else stays together.
0: How many mayors did he serve?
2: He served around about twenty-five to thirty uh, in the end. Uh, don't quote me exactly, okay. but it was around the twenty-five to thirty mark. So we, we didn't expect him to get a to get a hell of a lot, but it was it was more about the rehabilitation that Luke and Belinda uh, could do for us.
0: Mm. Any group winners that he served?
2: Ah, uh, he did serve a Group One winner in um, a horse from Mildura, a horse called Flojo's Gold. I think he won a Vic Red Sires final. Um, yeah, she was a, she was a beautiful little mare, so he he, uh, he got the job done there. And
1: that was that was as far as I know, he's only Group One winner anyway.
0: Chris is keen to ask you about Queensland carnival. <laughs>
1: well, I'll get to that in just a moment. I, I want to ask this question, and it may sound odd. But for me, it's it just seemed like it went really quick that that time away from the races, from his last start when he won the Huddersfield Cup until last Saturday night at Shepparton. For you, did it feel like forever, or did it seem like time went quickly?
2: Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I was asked it the other day. Um, you know, it, at times you you thought it was going slow, but to be honest, to look back at it now, it did go reasonably quick. Um, but I think it was it was more so that. It, I had him for such a long time. I had him in you know such close eyesight, like he was here for a long while um, and then he went and had a little break just out the road and then um and then he then he went to Luke and Blinders, he was there for three months, so I really only had a period of three months where i where I didn't see him um, and then obviously had a lot of you know key drives and things like that to um to keep your mind occupied so uh, it did go it did go reasonably quick when you when you look at it in that way and now I look back and reflect on it it did go quite quick.
1: Now that he's back, uh, is there a number of clubs that are reaching out saying, "Bring him here, bring him here," and uh, we want him here for our carnival? So, are uh, you starting to get inundated with uh, requests uh, for Lock and Baruch to turn up?
2: It hasn't been too too bad just as yet. Um, you know, last year we we always always had a few, especially through the COVID times and that sort of stuff. But at the moment, it it hasn't been too bad. I guess they probably, you know, they know that you're structured around around the, uh, these main country cups and and then, and then, you know, hunter Cups and Miracle miles. So probably at the minute, there's not a hell of what you can do, but you'd imagine when when things get a bit closer that the phone calls will start.
1: Well, well, I'll go first. Queensland in July, uh, we've got some prize money announcements that won't be too far away. So a race like the Sunshine Sprint Blacks are fake. That would seem ideal for and Barrard. He's been here before, so why not bring him back?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. um, Like I said, um we 've sort of really got to um you know set out a bit of a game plan this year to to where we go and not target every single race but um you know queensland's something that that uh most trainers would always love to uh, to venture to um you know we 've got a few few nice young horses two and three year olds in that now so it 'd be great to be able to to go with you know three or four or five horses and and actually enjoy it and go up there for a couple of months it
1: it 'd be really good so it's certainly Certainly something on the cards. Well, the other horse that I wanted to ask about, that you can bring as a companion, Pat's Beachstorm, the New South Wales Derby winner, could could he be back in in, in time for a race like that? Um, yeah, I'm not
2: not a hundred percent sure if he'd, if he'd be back in time. We um, we had a fair few troubles with him trying to get things right there, so we, we just elected to uh, send him to Dr. Green and put him in the paddock for for three months and just forget about him. So. Um, you know, I'd have to have a look at the diary now and work out how long he's been out. The plan was to try and not, not think about it and not rush him back. So, um, yeah, he, he could be a possibility because um, we still have got uh, you know, five months for the thing. So he could still be a possibility. But, yeah, he uh, yeah, not 100% sure.
0: David, just back to Lock and Bar, right, And you mentioned if, if he stays sound, if he stays sound, how long would he race on for, do you think?
2: Well, you'd like to hope he, he'd race for, you know, another couple of seasons. You know, it'd be great if we could, him through this season and then, and then you know give him a break again and, and race him again next season that would that would be ideal um but yeah just you know he seems good at the moment uh he's not a horse that we've had a lot of issues with he hasn't never had tendon issues or anything like that such wood um so hopefully there's no reason why why he can't but um you know as you know racing at racing at such a high level um with the speed that they race at now it can be um it can be pretty pretty, um, it can take a stolen, that's for sure.
1: Wrapping up, David, uh, just going to another horse, you've had a great association with Ladies in Red. They've decided not to target Sydney now, so there's no Ladyship Mile, Chariots of Fire, or even Miracle Mile. I- is that the right thing uh, for her at this time of her career? Does she just need that little bit of time off and, uh, you know, able to reset, refocus, and go again later in the season?
2: yeah i think so mate i i think um you know, looking back she had such a great two year old season and then and then went amiss um and you know what i mean as they, they, they probably could have pushed her through some of them feature races but they didn't um bill and Anne anderson were um you know were really good with her and just gave her the time and she's rewarded them this season so i think it's probably the best the best thing you know she's she doesn't have to race the better mares you know like stylish Memphis and amazing dream and Majida and all these sort of horses, you know, she she can actually have that little bit of a break, come back, uh, race to her own age group, possibly contest, uh, you know, a a Queen of the Pacific or something like that, just to dip her toes in the water, and then, you know, providing everything stays good with her, also, well, you'd like to think that next year she could be, you know, dominant not just this year, but then dominant again as a an open class man next year. She's freakish, though, isn't she? She's she is, yeah, she's crazy. She's uh she's she's one of a kind, you know. You look back at some some great mares over the years and um, you know, I, I'm one that believes you should never ever compare different horses in different decades and eras and things like that. Um But yeah, she she she's an amazing filly.
1: Yeah, well, a lot to look forward to, and it starts on Saturday night with the Ballarat Cup uh, going for back-to-back victories in the Ballarat Cup after winning it last year. Really appreciate the time and update. Best of luck on Saturday night. No worries. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: David Moran joining us about one of the stars of harness racing in the country, Chris, uh, and Varad. Now, yesterday...
1: uh, I, I just want to mention that yep. market with Tab. He mm-hmm. is dollar seventy right now, lock and bar Art, Expensive ego, three seventy. Spirit of St. Louis, $5.00. Double figures, everything else on Saturday night.
0: Yesterday, how many winners did you tip from 10 races at Albion Park?
1: Uh, we, we had a few. We had Nine. A few. Nine from 10.
0: Nine from 10. Yeah. What, what knocked you out?
1: Uh, Brittany Graham did, actually. <laughs> putting her in it. Yeah. Um, uh, the horse that she drove in race nine courageous saint i thought it was good value in the race and it ran a terrific race once again its first start run was sensational and uh and it just blew the uh, the hands off the clock again yesterday but unfortunately just a victim of circumstances Brittany did nothing wrong don't don't uh, take that as a, a knock but um it's just the way it is You knew all we're right so you took courageous
0: saint for Brittany, but Mosem down one as a favorite
1: yeah, that's
0: good. Cool. Mm. I saw a Deus Ex uh, win yesterday, but gee, gave us all heart attack. But that we know Speeches Silver such a, a damn good horse. When the horse gets things, you know, uh, run to suit, It made it interesting yeah, there late. Close
1: though. Yeah, he got very close. Speeches Silver. I, I'm planning on catching up with Darren Weeks tomorrow. I want to talk about Speeches Silver because he's going to back up on Saturday night. It's a great free for all on Saturday night. Governor Judge on LL Cool J. Speeches Silver. So I'm. Where's on turn it up? Turn it up misses this week, so he'll probably be back the following week. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Colt 31, is he coming back or what's he doing? Nah, he'll stay down in Sydney now. So um, at at this point, uh, now that he's back in winning form and he's got the eye of the tiger, hopefully he can bounce off that victory last week and put a few together. So uh, they'll they'll probably have an extended campaign down there with him because I'm led to believe Leap to Fame and uh, Tim's a trooper down there for the Derby. They've just picked up a new one from New Zealand. Uh, and he may be a possibility of going straight to the New South Wales Derby as well. So you'll have uh, quite a, a strong hand to play in the Derby. And Colt Thirty Ones obviously there for those major free-for-all mm. races. So oh. a lot to look forward to. One of
0: those winners you tip yesterday so was Reb Lyon. Who drove it, Chris?
1: Nathan Dawson. He's with us now. He is in super form, Nathan Dawson. He had four winners last Saturday night. He went with a nose of landing five winners on the 10 race program. And he has started 2022 with a bang. There's no doubt about it. He was the runner-up behind Pete McMullen, not only in the the state premiership, but the national premiership last year. And uh, winners just come uh, ever so easily for him. And he joins us now because, as you would expect, he's got a huge book of drives at Redcliffe. Nathan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, The eye is certainly in. You're seeing them like watermelons at the moment.
3: Yeah, no, I'm having a good run at the moment. So uh, hopefully we can keep it going.
1: Just on that horse that uh, went down by the barest possible margin last Saturday night, the Trotter Garland Green. He comes up against Doug again on Saturday night, so I'm just skipping ahead to Saturday night. Can you get him this weekend, given the handicaps?
3: Yeah, I reckon I can, and, you know, I'm like, I should be better again this week. Um, I've had to miss a fair bit of racing because the races haven't stood up. So with that race under
1: his belt and, you know, a bit of a tough run, I think he should be pretty close to the mark. Yeah, he indicated last week that he was going to run a really good race with that trial, and uh, he lived right up to that trial. He was terrific last week. Yeah, he's really good. We probably just had to do a little bit too
3: much work early, but you know you can't take any credit away from Doug. He's a good horse, and he was just too good for us.
1: Okay, well, let's go through your book of drives tonight at Ricklet. Race one, number one, Laura Milady. This race seems ideal on paper. She's got ga- uh, Gate 1. She's a Gate Speed mare, and she's fit and in form. Place the last four. She's won two of them. Can she take them all the way here?
3: Yeah, I think she can. Um, it's a good draw for her in Gate 1, and as we all know, she likes to lead. So she's going to have a chance, and hopefully she's good enough.
1: If she delivers the performance in which she scored in three runs ago, that would be good enough to win. She was awesome that day.
3: Yeah, she's really good. Um, I thought she might have won two starts ago when I led again, but we just got run down. But, you know, we, we got run down by an informed horse who won again next week, so you can't take anything away from her.
1: If there's a slight chink in the armour, 2040, if it was 1780, would you be more confident?
3: Yeah, I would. Um, I think she'll run the trip, no worries, as long as she settles Um she can get a bit worked up in the races, but if she relaxes down good, she should be right.
1: OK, race two tonight. I'm a beach babe, last start winner. Draw just looks a little sticky. How do you see it?
3: Yeah, it's probably not the ideal draw that I'd like. Um, she's probably going to have to hope for a bit of luck from out there to find a position up handy or have to kind of go back to the
1: last. So She's going well, but as I said, we we'll probably need a bit of luck from the draw. Okay, race number three, Regal Nightshade. He's got a tough gate, the outside of the front row, but this guy's going super at the moment, and he's he's good enough to win this.
3: Yeah, that's right. He's probably going in really good form at the moment, and, you know, that draw is probably not the end of the world for him because he can come off pace. So um, he's going good, as I said, and he's probably with a good shot with the right run.
1: Okay, so he is versatile, so he just needs that uh, little bit of luck, and if he gets it, he can capitalise.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, his run last week was good and then the week before when he had to sit park. So, you can do it either way
1: and he's still there in the money. Okay, race four tonight, Cannon drawn the inside of the second row. You need luck, but you are drawn to follow out a a good beginner and no longer your choice. So, does that give him a chance?
3: Yeah, I actually think this horse is going better than what he looks, you know. He's been getting a long way back and having to make wide sweeping runs, which is an ideal at Redcliffe, so... With a good draw, I think at worst would be three pegs, and, you know, I'll take three pegs any day at Redcliffe.
1: Okay, race five, another one for Ross Jackson. He's got his team going well, Private Jujon. This guy's really come on in recent times. His last probably six or so runs now have been full of merit, and the effort last time out when fourth was okay, Is he good enough to score here?
3: Yeah, he's racing consistently enough, but he's probably the one that he needs a good trip and a lot of luck on his side, so...
1: Yeah, you know, If we get that, he'll be in with a shot, but if not, it uh, might be a bit tough for him. Okay. A couple of drives for Lacey Hens in races six and seven. Valkyrie Hanover and Pageantry, do you give them any sort of hope?
3: Valkyrie um, well, Hanover's got the good draw. I mean, a um, month, two months ago, she was flying, but it's probably just gone off a little bit. But if she gets the right run, she's probably a little bit of a hope. Okay. What about Pageantry? Uh, yeah, he's got a good draw, but um, he's probably going to have to improve to run a good race here. All
1: right. Another one for Lacey in race eight is downtown Manhattan. drawn the inside of the second row, but as you just said, it's not a bad spot to be. So not without a chance, and its last day if effort was okay at Albion Park.
3: Yeah, it's, it's going quite good. Um,
1: I drove it two starts ago, and it ran on good
3: and just got a little bit tired late, but... We're going to have a nice trip there somewhere, so if we get the splits when we need them, probably be in the money.
1: All right, and in the last race, this might be the best drive of the lot tonight, T Ravelling. He was first up off a break. He bolted in, won by a widening margin. Time was okay, sub two-minute time. Can he go back-to-back?
3: Back? Yeah, I think he can. Um, he's got plenty of ability. It's just a shame he's got a few leg problems, but he definitely got the ability on his side, and he showed that
1: last last start, so... If he brings that again, uh, I think he should be winning. Okay. Is that why he's had a couple of weeks between runs? Because we haven't seen him since, what, December 15, so it's almost a month between runs?
3: Yeah, the plan with him was to win his first bonus, which he did last week, and then wait till the new season to get his next, hopefully. So the less racing we did between then um, was the better for him. So hopefully the plan pays off.
1: Okay, Master Charles is scratching there. That's an important scratching because he's a gate speed horse, so does that make it a little easier now?
3: Yeah, I was actually pretty worried about having to sit outside Master Charles whether my fitness would give way, but now he's
1: out I'm pretty confident with him. All right, is he the picky or drives tonight?
3: Yeah, he's got a lot of ability, as I said. If he didn't have leg problems he'd probably nearly get into an open horse, I would have thought.
1: All right. Well, that's race 9 number uh, number 5 T Ravelling. So it's a full book of drives for you tonight. Uh just on the new season 2022. Have you set yourself any goals?
3: Uh it'd be nice to
1: try and win the
3: national premiership um have give myself a good start. So you know running second last year was really good, but I'd like to go one better. All right. So you'd be keen to crack 302? Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, all right, and a few more Group 1s. Uh, you you wouldn't knock them back either, I'm tipping.
3: No, I had a good run with them last year and hopefully again this year. So hopefully get me opportunities and uh, make the most
1: of them. All right, are you looking forward to Teddy Disco being back at the track?
3: Yeah, I am. Uh, I think with a spell, he's going to come back even better. Um, his last couple of runs, I think he might have been a little bit tired. So I'm pretty uh, excited for him to get back.
1: We had two Group 1 wins last year. You had Teddy Disco, you had My Ultimate Levi. They were lining up in a race this weekend. Which way are you leaning?
3: Yeah, Teddy. Um, I think Teddy's got a bit more ability on his side.
1: Okay, well, there's plenty to look forward to with Nathan Dawson, but you've started the season uh, in terrific form. There's no doubt about it. Winners left, right and centre, and I'm sure you're going to be right in the thick of the action tonight at of Nathan, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight.
3: Thank you. Good to be on.